so good it's such a good theme song like i could never not like i could be having a terrible week and i hear that theme song my week mm-hmm. is no longer terrible and i'm enjoying myself that theme song has a lot of power it does doesn't it like yeah. we could show up and literally eat cheetos for an entire hour and that theme song would still make it worth it oh you know what i speaking of flaming hot cheetos i found a new snack Pirate's booty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go on. Yeah, it's this white cheddar. It's like a white cheddar version of some I know hybrid about. popcorn and Cheetos. Yeah, you know it's yeah. bad for you, but it's yeah. because it's light and fluffy. You feel like it's not. I know what you're talking about. They're these little like clumps of light, airy Cheeto puff. Yeah, things. yeah. And they melt Daniel's in your like, mouth. They're like, <laughs> Daniel knows what I'm talking about. Pirate's booty. Oh yeah. <laughs> It melts in your mouth like that. Here's a little asthma for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So disgusting. Welcome to the Bitcoin podcast, guys. (laughs) You don't go. That's how I eat my Cheetos. (laughs) Okay, guys. uh, You know, audience. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Bitcoin podcast. This is episode number 360 plus. I <laughs> I'm the host that talks first, D. And I'm the host that talks second, Jesse. You know what we need? We need puppet avatar gifts for whenever one host can't show up and we like can a, play like a gift. like a VTuber model. Yeah, whatever. We could we could commission it. I could do it. I we do need one. VTuber models, bro. I could fi- I could find one. And then yeah. We can, we can Is that way? Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes to crypto in the chat. Checking out an episode. I love it. Oh, man. Uh, did you see in your name show up? Just makes me so happy. So we're at it again, you know, doing uh, doing crypto stuff. So uh, today's episode, we're kind of focusing on NFTs a little bit. You know, we're going to talk around. We're going to jump around. NFTs obviously are, are never going away, but they're kind of neat. And we have a whole show dedicated to NFTs now called the NFT QT show. And the interview was with NFT QT himself, QT, and his co-host, Ryan Kadri, as they talk about all things NFT. So very exciting projects they've covered in just the nine weeks they've been on the network. So um, I don't even know if we have to do this anymore. Do what? But today's episode is sponsored by Manscaped, the Lawnmower 4.0. Not this specific 
device, but actual the company Manscaped. So here's the deal. You know, you're a man. And, you know, sometimes you let it get unruly down there. We know unless you're not unless you're from L.A. and you got to take care of your bottom parts frequently. Right. But, you know, some other men, most men are like, man, it's been a good two and a half, three weeks since I went down there and treated my boletas to some hair care. You know, get yourself a lawnmower 4.0. Look at it go. Look, it's got a light on it. So you can see the hair. Look at that. Feels good. Feels good on my forehead. We obviously won't be giving this one away. But uh, you could probably, you could hear it vibrate. Listen to the motor go, baby. All right. You know, wireless charging. It's got an LED on there so you know how charged it is. Is this charged a lot all the way? No. Two thirds. In between, you know, one third and two thirds charged. The button's easy to press. Very pressable button. You know, are we giving like, one of those away? I'm pretty sure we can because I got four sitting right over here. And let me awesome. tell you something. I don't have four pair of boletas. I got one pair. So we're going to have to give give one of them away. Uh, and then maybe we work that out with the patrons. Maybe we get NFT. Maybe we do NFT giveaway kind of situation. You know what I mean, Jess? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the best of both worlds. Let's figure that out. Let's Sounds somebody good. figure that out, baby. Anyways. Uh, you know, take care of your boletas. Get yourself a lawnmower 4.0. That's the ad. That's, That's a great ad. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they need a jingle too. Episode number Flaming Hot Cheetos. Yes. I see what you did there. <laughs> so let's get into it, man. We talk about crypto. We talk about all kinds of crypto. You know what but, I'm doing right now? You're playing RuneScape. I'm actually not. I'm actually looking at some NFT artwork right now. Trying to see what's uh, popular. Okay. While you do that, in today's episode, we're just going to kind of go through what Jesse and I typically do when Dr. Petty doesn't show up to keep us on track. And that's headlines, baby. So (laughs) Forbes... (laughs) Forbes has shown that new data reveals Bitcoin could be nearing a sudden price shock after $300 billion crypto crash. Okay. Okay. Let's take a look here. So Bitcoin has struggled to make gains over the last month of the brief. You know what? I don't want to do this, Jesse. Every time, every time I think about talking about headlines instantaneously, my soul is just like, please don't. I don't want this. Look. All right, guys. Crypto goes up. Give yeah. me just the headers, uh, PTSD. Yeah, I just, I just think I feel like I just had just the headers, PTSD. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. To try and pin price to any event, I mean, you're going to lose your mind, right? Because sometimes things glorious happen, like El Salvador is really forging ahead and trying to use crypto as their legal tender, and it does no things to the price, right? Sometimes fake things happen, like Walmart saying they're accepting Litecoin, and and things do happen to the price, right? Yeah. It doesn't make it. It doesn't, you know. If you're not the one behind the curtain, turning the gas on and putting the green neon face on, if you're not the Wizard of Oz, if you're not the real Wiz, then just you know, invest in this market, as with which you would anything from low risk to high risk. There's different ways you treat it. Like stop with this. Oh, you know, the wind's going southwest today. That must mean the price is going to go up. Doesn't make any sense this chicken bone behavior. Chicken bones, people like chicken bones. 
Yeah, but you can. You know what I don't do with my chicken bones? I don't but, throw them in a pan and use their falling and how they fell, their shape and how they fell to, mm-hmm. you know, make decisions about my life. I just don't do that. It doesn't make, seem like it makes a lot of sense. What are you doing? I'm putting a beeple on my wall. You got to angle it a little differently. Okay, hold on. Chill. I'm not done yet. Let's see. Transform. Oh, I don't, I don't have a rotate like small amounts. Look, you need to rotate it along this axis. Yeah, I know. I don't think I can. I can and then that use... axis. You need to do a little bit of that. You need to do a little bit of that. I don't know if I can do that. All right. Well, looks good though. Anyways, it does look. It looks decent. It looks decent. So <laughs> that piece of art that Jesse has is worth one point. How much? Sixty nine million. Sixty nine million dollar piece of art on his back wall back there. So good job on you, Jesse. You're a fucking baller. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, how did you pull that off? 69 milli? I have no idea. It was almost like I copied and pasted. Tell me what you're doing, and I will quit my job right now and do what you're doing to to afford $69 million worth of JPEG. That would be that would be insane. All right, all right, let's get to it. We'll talk about something. So El Salvador is pushing forward with what they're doing using Paxful, you know. Lightning Network shit. So the Lightning Network is designed, is doing what it was designed to do, but it's clunky, right? Don't you hate that? Like, is there anything you could think of in your life that something is used, you're using it exactly how it's supposed to be used, but it's just clunky? No, I probably don't use it for very long. Plungers, right? Am I right? Mm. Okay. They're clunky, right? But they work great. They get the clog out. They get the water flowing back, but they're clunky. You know, like some of them have a little foldy part and they fold back up under there. And you're like, well, that's gross because if I get up in there, that's shit water. And I can't just Mm -hmm. pull that flange out. So then I got to pull the flange out to get it back in there. But then you're fucking with doo-doo water. But then you've got this doo-doo water plunger. And you're like, I guess I just put it right there next to the toilet because that's what everybody does. But that's gross. So do I rinse it off in the tub? No, that's nastier. Do I rinse it off in the sink? That's the most nasty. So I guess I'm just going to put this like doo-doo water covered plunger back there behind the toilet. Like most everyone does. Mm. Wherever you're putting the plunger, it's got doo-doo water on it. Right? So it's like, that's clunky, but it works exactly as designed. Okay. What's another example? Well, the opposite of that is Solana, which isn't doing anything. It's not doing anything. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> doing anything at all? It's completely frozen. So it, I wonder what happened. Out. Do we actually know what what's going on there? Well, according to them, they stalled out because they hit four hundred thousand transactions per second, which is bullshit. And you know, pretty much everyone knows that it is. But it's an interesting PR play. You know, here I am. I know retail markets flowing into my chain. They don't know if it works. It doesn't. It doesn't. But it does. They don't know. So let me let me put a spin on this and say that we didn't break. We were so successful. We've got to shut things down and reassess our success. That's what they said. That was their I'm sorry speech. Four hundred thousand transactions per second. Four hundred thousand transactions per second. How do you get that fast? You don't. They're lying. <laughs> it's a good lie. I couldn't tell. 
Nobody can. And I yeah. can't even prove it wrong. I just know, like, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Visa does on during Christmas time, the most visa processes is like 15,000 per second. And that's during Christmas time. Yeah. So we take into account that you're, so if we take Visa doing 15,000, MasterCard's probably doing 12,000. We got some other, you know, Amex, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. We're looking at, at Christmas time, the most transactions per second flying around the planet is probably like 70,000 per second. And then you probably got another 30,000 that's cash. Cool. So 100,000 transactions per second is like a pretty good guess of like yeah. what all humanity can ever peak transact. But Solana does four times that amount. And they did. And so this is what I think their theory is. They're, this is my theory. They're moving so fast, everything else has stopped. Kind of like when Quicksilver runs in those X-Men mm-hmm. movies. That's so what's let me let me ask this question. I think it, it, it's been talked about in the Slack that Solana is a centralized uh, blockchain, right? Word. So why can't they go 400,000 transactions per second? It, w- it would be unbelievable if they were decentralized, right? And they were going 400,000 per second. And they, w- they had the, the equivalent uh, capabilities of Ethereum, right? That would be unbelievable. But honestly, I don't know what Solana looks like underneath the hood, right? And I also, also I, I, I assume that everybody's, what everybody's saying about them being centralized is to some degree correct, right? So why mm-hmm. isn't it outside the realm of possibility that they are going that fast? Mm. Have you ever seen the movie Twelve Angry Men? I've seen a. Did you read bit the book? It. Did you read no, the book? No, I haven't. Why? It wasn't part of your curriculum because you're that dude. You're the dude who makes things just. You're the one that's like, look, I know everybody wants to call this man guilty, but we're, mm-hmm. you know, but we can't. It's proven until you know you're innocent until proven guilty. So this man is innocent. And it's our job to prove them guilty, mm-hmm. right? So well, no, it just doesn't make sense that. Like it, it, I don't know. I don't know enough, right? I don't know. You're good, man. That's good. It's good that you bring that. And you know what? I shouldn't be lambasting someone of which I don't know what's under the hood of Solana. I know their marketing is great, but I probably shouldn't be lambasting them because I don't know what's under the hood. But I don't know what's under the hood because they're probably a little bit more centralized than other tech in this space. So Mm -hmm. there's that, you know, I'm just the guy that's like, hey, man, uh, you saying that you make the tastiest potato chip of all, uh-huh. but like you can't even get potatoes in your region of the world. So how's that working? Like they don't even go to your region. I don't know, man. Yeah. That's not a good analogy, but I think groupthink is a thing that's kind of unavoidable in this space, right? So if somebody says, you know, hey, this mm-hmm. thing is shit and it comes from a somewhat credible source, and then a few people kind of pile on the bandwagon, then it just kind of has like critical mass. And sometimes you can't discern what is really the truth sometimes, unless you yourself kind of dig into the weeds of whatever the thing is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There are a lot of projects who are going to be claiming that they go fast. And then if you look underneath the hood, they're centralized and then it makes sense, right? It's like, okay, it makes sense that you can go that fast. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. We did it. We did a good thing. We did a good thing here today, Jesse. You were about to, I was about to go off on Solana and say a bunch of stuff that I'm not privy to say because I don't even know what's going on behind it. You're like, wait a second, pause. Let's uh-huh. be, let's be right. Let's be righteous about this. Give them a shot let's be to righteous. prove that they can do 400,000 transactions per second. I mean, if it, it, 
if they are really centralized, they it's possible. I'm just trying to figure out how many transactions that is in life. Okay, <laughs> is that, so how many? So, so does that mean that transactions per second have weight? Like, does that mean something? Because that's significant. Is that yeah. why people put money into things? Twenty-four in hours times sixty minutes times sixty seconds. Bro, your processor does like your your processor does like billions, trillions of transactions. Or not transactions, but like you know what I mean. It's like okay. processes, so that's 30, 34 and a half billion transactions a day, which seems about you know that's actually not too shabby amount of transactions if you consider how many humans are on the planet. So you know maybe they did it, maybe they didn't, but I do know what they didn't do was stay live. So. Mm. Yeah. All right. That is that is weird. Because they took it down, right? So it's offline right now. So you can't trade your Solana if you have any. Um, pretty much. Do we know? Or are you just saying pretty much? I don't know. I didn't okay. even hear the question. <laughs> like, the question? if if I if I have Solana, can I trade it? <laughs> um, I don't or know. Is, or is the whole thing stuck? I don't do not know. Uh, no we idea. should buy some Solana. See if we can move it. Mm. Can we do it right now? Uh, no. <laughs> but what I do want to talk about is Ray Dalio. Oh, okay. What about Ray Dalio? You hear, you hear what this guy said? What did he, he said, say? He said, "If Bitcoin is really successful, regulators mm. will kill it." And he put "kill it" in quotations. Here's 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 a quote from him. Okay. I think at the end of the day, if it's really successful, they will kill it. And they will try to kill it. Huh? And I think they will kill it because they have ways of killing it. What? That's very ominous. Them governments gonna kill it. And they have ways to kill it. Like that's a very like newer Louisiana newer level lore speak right there. They're going to kill it and they got ways to kill it. Nah, see? Your beeple is coming off of your wall a little bit. Oh, is it? Is it, is it on my head a little bit? Yeah, you need to put it back on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have to move it down a layer. Let's see. So there you go. <laughs> so, to, so here's something. Mm hmm. Isn't Visa MasterCard standard around 40,000 transactions per second? Honestly, Wayne, I used to know this way back in the day. It says 1,700 transactions per second, but I'm not sure. Uh, it says, yeah. although Visa claims a whopping 24,000 transactions per second. Okay. So. And another comment. I like being corrected in real time. It allows me not to get up here and just prognosticate. Exchange doesn't use the live blockchains to trade with. The live blockchains are only used for deposits and withdrawals. Right. So we probably could trade with Solana had we had it on an exchange. Right. A decentralized exchange does use the live blockchains with the help of Chainlink. Right. Oof. Does the this is an interesting line I thought we'd go on. Does the decentralized exchange ever get shut down? Right? Is that cat out of the box? 
like it can never be put back in. Which one? The descent, the idea of a decentralized exchange. No, and here's we're back in. Here's my thoughts on it is like so many moons ago, I tried to show my brother and my sister-in-law how to use E-Trade, which is a central, a very centralized exchange in the incumbent financial world, E-Trade. Everybody knows e- it's for retail traders. And after a week of looking into it, they came back to me and they said, well, this is really difficult. How about you just tell us what to put money in and then we give you the money and then you do it on your account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, and this was a long time ago. This was like 2007, 2008. And I said, that's an option. So I guess what I'm getting at is centralization is is a convergence point. Like it's going to happen. Even if we have decentralized exchanges, they're never going to be super duper duper easy to the point where people roll it into their everyday life or in their every quarter life or every year life. They're going to most always, I'm guessing 85% of the time and above delegate that responsibility to a professional that knows how to do it. So I guess the big question I'm asking here is like, what's the point of a decentralized exchange if all you're going to do is create a bunch of agents of exchange on a smaller level and more spread out? And these are, I think it's about that. They were thinking about how to use it for themselves and they they thought, oh, I can use a decentralized chain uh, uh, exchange because I can make it. And And then you have, you know, everybody who's, you know, able to, I guess, transact from their own wallet that doesn't need a third party agent. So you say can use it. No problem. So it's just for that. It's just for that 15% max of the population that would need a decentralized exchange. I think a lot of people in crypto just make shit, right? They, they just make shit because they, they want to make it outside of the control of things. Right. And then they just release into the wild and see what happens. I don't think there's really any deeper thoughts behind that. <laughs> Maybe That's ideologies motivate that. That's very funny. It's like, I don't think this space is that deep. I think people are just making stuff and letting it rip. Yeah. Which is, you know. Can I make money? Does this idea have legs? Okay, let's make it. Do I want to not, you know, have the government see what I'm transacting in? Okay, I'm going to make a decentralized exchange. All right, bam. I just, I just, I always have to ask like where the, how the space evolves and how it grows. And then like, you know, we used to say mass adoption is yeah. the only thing that matters. And I didn't see that. Have, how dare you? <laughs> it's all you dude. How's that all me? It's Corey too. Oh, okay then. Then you, you both. No, you're part of that. You're part of that now, bro. Matt, no, what I'm saying is like your, your quote, mass adoption is the only thing that matters, right? It's never, it's. Why? Why? Nothing is ever know. fully it felt, adopted. It felt right. That's oh, okay. Time, so. Then yeah, it could be something you just say. Here, no. Wayne's got an nice. idea <laughs> to protect the bags to promote ideology and curiosity. That's yeah. why mass adoption is the only thing that matters. 
Not really. I mean, no, 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 that's, that's, that's what he's talking about. Like decentralized exchanges. That's why he's putting one, two, three. What you just said is very powerful, but it's all, it's, it's all about the majority, right? Like some things are never adopted. For example, there's people right now that won't ever use a computer or a cell phone. They just won't like, they're not going to do it. Right. Those people get left behind, they get left in the dust, bro. In the dust. Except for in Netflix sci-fi films where they become the wise ones. Where it was like, oh, how did you know the world was going to end? Oh, I've been telling people for years. That's why I write with, uh, that's why I write with uh, papyrus and whale bladder ink. I knew ink was going to go away one day. It's like, come on, Netflix. Like, is everything post-apocalyptic? Every, everything? Like, what are you watching on Netflix? Well, my girlfriend has me watching you. Okay, I haven't seen that. What's Jesus. that about? It's about this guy who's insane who follows women around. Huh. Yeah, what? women like to watch very like questionable stuff. Like, like, yeah, I like the Matrix, you know, it's a fake world, cool. But she's like, I want to watch a show about this guy who kills like 30 people an episode and then rationalizes it. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know, the other day we were watching this show on HBO called C, which is an amazing show, by the way. For you guys watching, get get not HBO, sorry, get Apple Plus TV. Even if you have to subscribe to a full year and Apple gets you, buy the short and curlies. This show is worth it. It's called C. All right. It's amazing. It's an amazing show. What's it about? Amazing show, dude. Oh my God. It's about in a world where in a world, in a world, in a world, there we go, where man made himself blind with a virus on accident. So all men are virus. All men are blind. All women are blind. Right. Everybody's blind and they live in the world now and they've adapted and you can see like you know, they're trying to figure this whole blind thing out. They've been doing it for hundreds of years or whatever. Uh, well, all of a sudden, babies start being born again with sight. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Is Jason oh, Momoa shit. blind in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Where was I getting at? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways. Like, why do women watch questionably? Like, remember that show, How I Murdered My Husband? My mom loved that show. She'd watch it with my dad in the room. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is disrespectful. Like, oh, yeah. Do you know the, uh, what is it called? The Wife, that movie? No, no. For me. Okay. So it's about, um, it's about a writer who he only became prolific because he took his wife's written work and published it as his own effectively. Mm. And so he took, he took ownership of her work and became famous as a result. Right. And she's protected that secret his entire life up until, you know, they're like really old. Right. And then she just kind of like loses her cool because she's just tired of him taking credit for everything, for all the success that she should have had because, and and that she didn't because she was a a female writer. So she murders him. No, she's just really pissed. And it's the whole oh. dynamic of, you know, women were not able to kind of be their own person, take advantage or take credit for their own successes, I guess, because, you know, I don't know. You like, do you like society. No, it's a movie. My mom wanted the whole family to watch it. So, you know, we watched it. Mm-hmm. And my mom likes that kind of stuff where no murder, none. 
No, I don't think it's any murder. No. Interesting. Yeah. Happy, happy marriage. <laughs> no comment. Sorry. No. <laughs> we should talk about crypto more. Sorry. So, so, I, sorry, I, I cut you off. Don't spoil no, the show. Don't. Yeah. Without spoiling the show, but apparently people then then people are like, oh, this is you that wrote this stuff? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, we don't believe you. Yep, I guessed it. I guessed the plot. All right, I so <laughs> I think he wins like a like an like equivalent of like a Nobel Prize or some something for writing. Right. And so yeah, I'll check it out. I will. Is it a chick flick or is it like a? I mean, it's a drama, right? That's that's something my mom is into drama, like heavy drama. I can dig it. Sounds like yeah. most moms. I think so. Uh, um. <laughs> If you were a Bitcoin billionaire, Jesse, what mm-hmm. would you do with your billions? Where would you put your money? What kind of change would you like to see on the planet? I don't know, dude. I don't know if that I could affect that kind of change with a lot of money. I don't Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. You can. You can? You can. No, you like you. Uh-huh. You. What would you affect? I'm not sure. I'll tell you what I want. I want to see woolly mammoths walking the earth again. Is that uh, is that one of the news links? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I saw this story like all throughout my phone. And when I say my phone, it's just because the internet is like at a certain point when you accept so many cookies, the internet just makes your life some way. So all of a sudden, like every single website that I go to and all over Facebook, I start to see this news story that's like, hey, this is this group of people trying to bring the woolly mammoth back from dead. And turns out they're Bitcoin billionaires that are helping support that, you know, helping support that. So, uh, I don't know if I if I were a Bitcoin billionaire, would I spend my money on woolly mammoths? Probably not. There's a reason why they're not here. Like, what if we bring them back and they're like, you know, it's like those cartoon shows are like, finally, you brought me back. I'm about to like fuck up everything now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like some things like the mummy. Right. The book was like, you know, the guy was like, hey, man, you should open that book. And read from it this exact passage. Mm-hmm in this way and she was like you know what i'm gonna do this though i'm gonna do this for science i know that guy told me not to open the book and read that exact passage in this language mm. but i'm gonna do it and then she does yeah. it and it's like boom mummy and so okay. i'm just saying like i feel like maybe those bitcoin billionaires are on the wrong track here <laughs> like maybe we should yeah. let the woolly mammoths rest in peace i don't know I'm not sure what the right answer is. What what would you do? What would you do? What would I do? You know what I'm going to do over time? You know, I'm going to play around with this. So I got a green screen, right? Mm -hmm. And a green screen is basically like, you could put anything on it, right? It's like a, it's like, it's like a bulletin board. That could be anything. So over time, over the podcast, like over ep- new episodes of the podcast, I'm going to add stuff to my to my wall, and it will reflect what I may or may not do with billions of Bitcoin. 
billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin or whatever, right? It's going to be so subtle and so Jesse that we might not even see it develop <laughs> until like 30 things in. And we're like, what is that over there? <laughs> is that a collection of tarantula carcasses over there? Oh my God. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I'm, I'm that niche. <laughs> All right. So, I don't know, man. It's really interesting to um, kind of think about the world now. We got Bitcoin billionaires now, like, mm-hmm. and they're going to be making, they're going to be billionaire things. Like, how dangerous is that? Like, <laughs> that's just, or maybe it's not dangerous at all. Maybe they're just like every other billionaire who wants to, you know, be a billionaire. So, what would you do? What would you do with a billion, whatever? One billion Bitcoin. Well, the first thing I would do, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> you're not supposed to do it while we're live. I thought you oh, do it. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, you know, just, just go with it. Oh, one of us has to create an NFT, or is Corey the only one that knows how to do that with nftinc.com or whatever? Anyways, I can, I can draw one up. The I'm first good. thing I do is build a school. I try to build franchise one, try to tap into Oprah's pockets. You know, hey, Oprah, I see you built a school in Africa. I'm trying to build a school not in Africa, but in yeah. America because I care about America. Okay. How, do I, how do I build a school? I want to build a school. Like, and I don't want to be too involved with it. I just want to be that random hideous bronze bust that you see on the wall. And you know, you're a kid and you look up at the wall and you're like, Oh, there's somebody who was probably important at one point in time. You know, I don't, you know, that's it. I just want to be the guy that said, Hey school, how much do you need to operate for like 15, 25 years? You know, enough to get some adults out there doing adult stuff. Yeah. Boom. Here's a check. Boom, make it happen. Teach the kids, do the things, you know, just let it rip. That's the first thing. The second thing I would do, Mm -hmm. hire a chef, hire a maid. I would, you know, all the stuff that I hate, like just doing on a daily basis. Yeah. I would start hiring people and putting them on the payroll for that stuff. Chef, maid, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Just get it done. Like I don't ever want to not have clean folded clothes in my drawers. And that is your one responsibility in life person. Do it. Right. And I probably buy like 10 or 15 businesses and then kick it, you know, just chill. Just chill. I'm about to, uh, about to draw you an NFT. I can dig it. I can dig it. So, Let's kick it back a little bit to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, and that's El Salvador. I'm there's a countdown, by the way, of how fast I think El Salvador is gonna go the opposite direction on making it legal tender. I think they're gonna say they're at least gonna say, yeah, it's legal tender, but there's gonna start adding things in because um I just don't think Bitcoin's volatility is at a point where you can stake your entire country's livelihood on it. Mm-hmm. like that i think the volatility needs to drop a couple more orders of magnitude but i don't think we're ready for that yet like, i think bitcoin sells a lot more <laughs> value to gobble before its volatility will decrease like that mm-hmm. so i don't know it's an interesting game like imagine you're in <laughs> yeah <laughs> imagine you're in el salvador yeah. right and you sell cheese which is what you've just drawn Right. How do you know it's cheese? 
because uh, it clearly looks like a wedge of cheese, right? <laughs> and so you're you're selling you're a we, you're a cheese wedge seller, right? Okay. And you say, okay, my wedges of cheese are going to sell for two United States dollars worth of Bitcoin today. Okay, and this is how much. Do you wake up every single day and change your pricing signs? at your business as to how much cheese is worth? Or do you just put up one computer screen that has the local exchange rate? And so people stand in line waiting for the precise minute to buy a wedge of cheese. Now they're getting out on the lightning network. So it is pretty final and -hmm. everything's going to go. The transaction is going to hit. It's going to go through. But how do you operate your business is what I'm asking. And this is a simple question as we've asked in the past, but we got to think about it now because it's, it's in real life. So if you're a San Salvadorian, mm-hmm. how would you operate, Jesse? I wouldn't, I wouldn't use crypto. No, no, no. I'm being serious. I'm, I'm legitimately serious. I wouldn't use crypto. How many times Run do you run a business that circle? Until I get it right. As many times as it takes. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That's a perfect answer. All right. So you just wouldn't operate in crypto. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's ready, right? You had it right the first time. Why did you delete it? Because it wasn't perfect, dude. NFTs are gonna be choice. (laughs) (laughs) They will reflect a level of effort. Our NFTs will be in pristine. Okay. Um, all right. So this is just coming in hot for those of you who are all subscribed to the bottom tier, uh, of the Patreon, you will be doing my laundry. No, I'm just playing. It's a good suggestion though. It's a good one. That's a good suggestion. The people do my laundry. So... Oh, that's the NFT you're making live? What? That's good, man. Is that cheddar or is that American cheese? No, dude. It's whatever you want it to be. That's the beauty of NFTs. They are whatever we want them to be. I like that. Is that a ceramic plate? Or that's a tray. Again, whatever you want it to be. (laughs) This is your world. All right, all right, all right. So... I'm just going to let everyone admire you making that NFT real quick. Did you also make the NFT with the crowns up there? No, no. That is a RuneScape item that each of those are worth like $15,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. Digital items. Digital items. That's like the OG NFT in game before NFTs were a thing, right? I just need to understand this world of collectibles, right? Because I'm not a collectible guy. Okay. But... What what you're saying to the world is that you're willing to pay fifteen thousand dollars to brag. Yeah, I'm not. If I had billions of Bitcoin, I probably would buy one of them. I buy I buy a whole set of those. Yeah. So for the one to three times you go to a conference and show everybody that you have it for them to go, oh, my God. That guy's loaded. No, I think it's more of like the, the, I never had it. I want it. Right. And it also is a flex. Like it's, if you had to, if you had to like make 
make a percentage of, a, of, of assignment to what it, it is of a flex. I would mm-hmm. say it's like less than 10% flex, 90% nostalgia want it. Cause you couldn't get one, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just, it's so it's like this. It's like, um, for example, I bought Marvel's Capcom three, I think, or ultimate, whatever the, the most recent one that came out. And when I was in the store, I was like, cool, I'm gonna buy this game. And then the guy behind the counter was like, yo, do you want the super duper edition? And I was like, well, what for? And he goes, well, it comes with this Thanos, these powers, these power gems, like the Thanos stones, the power stones. Yeah. And I was like, oh, word. And what about it? And he was like, well, you put them in this little case and you hit a switch and they light up. And I was like, word. All right, cool. So I got it. All right, so I got it. You should make that unlockable content. Like it changes colors depending on if you put 20 or 30 ETH to buy it. Hmm. Could be a thing. I don't think I don't see that's the thing. When you make something, you make it because you just want to make it. You don't really care about how much it costs, right? No. Do you? When I make something, I want to know how much I can get paid for it. If I make something for see, like when I made this, all I was thinking is I'm just drawing something. Mm -hmm. And then, and then now I just want to share it. Right. I don't, I'm not trying to limit this in quantity. Mm -hmm. I just want to share it. So you making that means I want to share it for 30 ETH though. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's the difference. That's a, it's like I'm I'm cool that you you know spent the time on it. Yeah. But the time I would want to spend with it is creating a floor one on one item to go for thirty ETH. I see. Right? I see. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right. So I don't remember what was I just talking about. You know, you interrupted me. That's a brilliant. You want to create a floor for this? It's a brilliant perspective, by the way. You're good. You're pretty good at sketching, bro. I gotta give it to you. Am I? Okay. I know that that is a piece of cheese on a table. Oh, that's pretty good. Great. All right. Now, now back to the task at hand here. Yeah. No, dude, I legitimately forgot what I was saying. <laughs> the cheese is so captivating. Yeah, I was so captivated by your NFT, I forgot what I was saying. So let me see if I can just reel this back. Let's find a segue here. All right. Ooh, this is funny. Okay. So on the one hand, Ray Dalio is saying that Bitcoin will be regulated into oblivion. On the other hand, we have somebody like this analyst here that works for FXStreet.com, foreign exchange, this foreign mm-hmm. exchange, that believes that uh, he's really bullish on Avalanche and Cardano as these networks will overtake Ethereum. Okay. Mm. I got a Kendra circle. Mm-hmm. Like so, so this FTX trader is is he a trader uh this person's name is ekta moriah she is let me just click on this link here 
Currently pursuing her MBA in finance, she's been working in the cryptocurrency space since 2017. She's held positions in the marketing team of top Indian cryptocurrency exchanges, CoinX and CoinDCX. Her interests lay in day trading in the derivatives market. Okay. So, so I don't know, bro. So, let's get back to um, a little bit of news, and then we can cut to the interview real quick, and then probably wrap it up. This is a little small segment of the interview. We had a great interview slash show with <laughs> NFTQT and Ryan. Um, yeah. But one thing that's very funny is, uh, you know, this. I've said it for many years and I'll continue to say it. Like the wealthy people tell everyone to go right while they go left and then they build, pave out the roads. And then when mm-hmm. everyone else figures out they need to go the other direction, they either build a bridge or they build toll roads or sometimes both. And they start taxing your behavior and your activity with this thing. Okay. Right? That's what they do. So now, after years and years and years and years, you talked about the Bitcoin ETF passing bitcoin etf bitcoin etf and now it's actually being actively excuse me um fidelity that fidelity one of the largest derivatives um are they a market or are they trading derivatives i don't know i need to clear that up but fidelity that big ass fidelity officials met with the sec privately to push for a bitcoin etf that um they're trying to pedal on their platform, right? So it's like, what? What are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Everybody sees the money now. They're just securing the bags, right? Legislatively, yeah. everybody's trying to uh, secure the bags. Put the bags in the truck, baby. So um, that is what that is. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Is that mustard on that piece of bread? No, no, I'm just making the bread. Don't uh, worry. You start with the butt of the bread. Do I start with the butt of the bread? Yeah, like that's the brown part, the nasty part. Nobody eats, or you eat when you're really hungry. I guess so. You're right. I'm making the yeah. You need the to outside the white part in the middle of that bread. The white part. How do you know it's going to be white bread? It could be multi-grain. Well, the lighter bread part. <laughs> I love giving you shit. It's so funny. I love <laughs> I love that I'm trying to have a show and you're like, I'm just going to draw this NFT the whole episode. Well, because I'm going to give it to everybody. And I, I'm sure that everybody will really enjoy this because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about NFTs. See, you talk about it. I'm doing it. And everybody gets a takeaway, like a little gift bag. That's called okay. service and product. That's value. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I make the good pin and you're the good teller. Or is okay. it the other way around? Which I one doesn't know. talk? I'm not sure. You're the non-talker. Pen, the pen is the one who talks. Pen I'm, I'm, I'm black pin and you're okay. mixed race teller. <laughs> what? Okay. You are mixed race. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I am. You're right. Do you ever correct anyone just for funsies? Doing what? Like when people are like, hey, you know, you're Asian. You'd be like, I'm not Asian. I'm Mexican. And then if they're like, hey, you're you're Mexican. You're like, I'm not Mexican. I'm Asian. Right. Do you ever like 
That would be fun. You ever to play do, game? Do you ever play games like with people like that? You know, I I don't. But now that you bring it up, I might. <laughs> it's fun, dude. I, I I play games with my blackness all the time. So I just you know, never mind. Damn, that's a good piece of bread slash steak. You're good, bro. Oh, you're putting shading on there. What do you think I am? Jesus, you're putting a lot into this NFT, man. You spent a lot of time on this already. We're going to need to charge 40 for this. <laughs> Jesus. People just trying to enjoy the bread. Well, we got to let Corey know that he's going to have to put this on some secondary market for 40 ETH. So, oh, you're like blending the colors? That's you're true. You're a true painter. Did you just blend the colors to make the perfect blend color of bread? Yes, sir. Oh my God. You're a real painter. Look at this audience. Wait a second. We need to do this. You need more of the limelight, my friend. Let's get in there. Let's get in there and look at this NFT. Nah, it's okay. If, if anybody wants one, just, uh, I don't know if Nifty delivers it on alternative uh networks other than ethereum because that'll be a little bit expensive but if if they um if anybody's interested just drop a line in the slack in the general chat that you want this nft and i'll send it up to you it's only ethereum we'd have to build the other bridges if we wanted to sell it actually because ethereum is going to cost seventy thousand dollars just to mint an nft any day now nifty is only ethereum i think so yeah so if we get back to the get down with the get down Right. Are you done with this NFT? No. You're not done with this NFT? No, I'm not done yet. So when the, if there were a difference between you continuing to work on that mm-hmm. or not continuing to work on that and entertain what I'm about to read, what are you going to do? Which one of those? Oh, what do you want me to do? All right, that means you're going to continue to work on that. All right, so I'm just going to I'm going to talk around Jesse making an NFT, but obviously this show is about that NFT, the NFT that we made. So, or Jesse made, or well, we made it. My energy is going into this. So the the Miami Coin Project sets up sets apart thirty percent of minor rewards for the city of Miami. Right. So this sounds as scammy as it gets, but Apparently, Miami coin is a, is a crypto token that you can mine and then 30% of the money from that crypto token goes to the city of Miami. Which means that if that's the case and the city is trying to both create some revenue, then wouldn't that get awfully centralized really fast? Like they'd start saying like you can only do certain things with Miami coin. You can only do certain stuff with Miami coin. It just seems like the, you know, mm-hmm. seems like the tail end of that Miami coin experiment. But first thing we need to do is figure out what the hell is Miami coin. So well, let me do a quick Google real quick. Let me Google Miami coin. It appears to me that that is an advertisement. So that's not starting out on the good foot, Miami coin advertising for your token. But according to the Miami Herald, oh, the article is subscriber only content. Subscribe with Google for $2 a month? Really, Miami? Miami thinks the Miami news is like the shit. Like, Miami is like, yo, only Miamians 
and people willing to pay $2 a month can access the Miami Herald. Well, I can't, I can't even, I don't even know how to get, I don't even know how to find out about this token. You know about Miami coin or is it Miami or uh, Miami? I don't know. Did, did, uh, do we know anybody in the Slack who went to that conference? Uh, I went to it two, three years ago. No, that one, that particular one. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to like read about the doggone thing. Gotcha. Mine, stack, and support the magic city while earning Bitcoin in your sleep. Get MIA. Start mining MIA today. I should sign up for this. Yeah? Why? I don't know. It's a secure website. Might as fucking well. All right. So what are city coins? Here we go. Jesse, are you ready for this, baby? Are you ready for this? Maybe. All right. Or maybe I should say, bruh. Bruh. Bruh? Like uh, D's, D's, uh, D serious, I think his name. Uh, what are city coins? City coins offer people a way to support their city and grow its crypto treasury while earning Bitcoin and uh, stacks STX for themselves. Each city has their own coins, starting with Miami and Miami coin. What can I do with city coins? With any city coin, you can mine it, hold it, stack it to earn stacks, borrow it, lend it, and program it. Built on open source software, city coins are a new way to develop new way for developers to create applications and experiment with innovative use cases. Interesting. This is all getting me at launch. The benefit of city coins will be earning STX. However, city coins are programmable and will have additional utility over time. What is happening here? What's happening to what? Oh boy. It's just crypto is getting weird, man. How do city coins work? City coins have two initial functions at launch mining and staking. So those are the only two things you can mine them or you can stake them. Those are your options. Nothing else. Uh, city coins are mined by forwarding stacks token to the city coin smart contract on the stacks protocol. The winning miner can claim their rewarded city coins from. So they're just using words. They're taking all these words and throwing them together. Mm-hmm. Is it working? I don't think so. Is it, do you want some city coins? No, I don't want any. You know what I do want? To sell that NFT for 40 No, I don't want to sell this oh. NFT. I want to give it away. Oh. But I do want it to I want it to go in my wallet though. I want one. I mm. want one of what I'm making. This is cool. You know what? You're right just yet again. We should give that NFT away. It's it, it's just cooler that way, right? You're right. All people right. People can enjoy it. So what we should do now is um, play a little bit of, I'm going to let you continue that amazing, amazing sketch you're doing while we play a little bit of the interview slash show. Okay. Today. Sounds good. Brad and push. Um, and that has been pretty beneficial for, for partnering up with Q and collaborating on all different types of projects from, you know, when we did 23 Vivi back in 2016, selling digital art um, to today. <laughs> Wait, what happened to the video? Technical difficult. We had some technical difficulties, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, 
We had some uh, technical difficulties, unless I'm not paying attention. What's she say? What's the producer? Producer. <laughs> producer. Alicia, Alicia, what happened? Alicia. Okay, we're going to get that clip coming right up to you. But for now... Uh, Quickly, buy more time. Okay, let me see what I can do to buy more time. I got nothing, man. I got nothing. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing today. Look, man, I'm I'm um, I'm for the first time in my life being like um, exposed to being a family man, and like I have so much respect for my dad. Like I have so much respect for my parents, all parents. It is so much energy that like you don't even know you have in your body to then give more of that energy to another human that needs it in order for it to survive. Like my girlfriend has kids and two of them are like younger. So it's just like, you don't even care. I've worked a full 10 hours today. Do you, you just want milk. You just, you want milk and you want to play and you want to do though. You want me to be involved in both of those events. And I can't afford to just be like, no, I'd rather not. My schedule's full. Like you can't, you can't do those things. You just have to like, be like, all right, child, bring it on. Give here's your milk and bring all those toys over here. Let's go to town on it. And like, bro, it's like now I know what parents are always tired. Like you could like their soul is like just hanging on by a thread in their eyes. You could see it. <laughs> you could, you could, so I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to this kid about crypto. Maybe that'll pacify him. You know, which kid? Oh, <laughs> I thought you uh, changed subjects again. No, no, no. I'm I'm waiting on the video footage. <laughs> We're all waiting. Trying, trying, I'm really, I didn't expect this to happen. So, you know, if you want a professional level, well-produced show, you don't go to the Bitcoin podcast, baby. But you will want to go to the state of us. <laughs> dropping alpha, baby. I'm dropping alpha. Um, So... There is going to be another show joining the Bitcoin Podcast Network soon. Oh, come on, Jesse. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> don't even don't even dream of doing that whack uh, shit you're about to do with that NFT. Oh my God. <laughs> That's perfect. That's so Banksy. That's so Banksy. Do it. Just put a big That's smiley face so on there. Banksy. Look at that. Look at that. You spent you spent 57 minutes drawing that perfect sketch. Just <laughs> That's so Banksy, bro. That's so Banksy. That's so Banksy. That's what you should call this NFT. We're so Banksy. Hey, what color is the uh, the Ethereum thing? The logo. It's like purple gray. All right, let me take that purple. It's green, baby. The color of money, baby. No, that's Ethereum Classic. No, that's Bitcoin Cash. <laughs> that's ethereum right that to me is so funny you're you got full banksy on this episode i love it really yeah like you spent forever making that perfect piece of art just to like eth all over it right at the very end my e thing all over it it's so abstract like the the emotions that i'm feeling from this piece of art yeah are real 
to me. In Are fact, you? they're almost as real as the short clip from the episode today. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hold up, Corey. I'm gonna do the standard issue. Hey guys, hey guys. welcome back. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to no. Hey everyone, uh, we got a we got a nice show here for you today. We got another we got an interview, but it's like uh, it's not that much of an interview, more of a kickback, right? We know you've all been listening to NFT QT, um, and we have the host of NFT QT on our show today. This is a meta episode. What's up, Q? What's up, Brian? Yo, it's good. <laughs> Live in the flesh. Podcast Network, right? Yeah, this is a meta. This is a meta episode, and it, it goes along with everybody talking about. Why is everybody talking about the metaverse right now, Corey? Like, I know you're locked in. What's Maybe. going on, man? People don't know what the hell they're doing with all these NFTs, and they get them. Like, so what I do with them? Well, what happens? It's like I don't know. Put them in the metaverse, like virtual places to look at them. You know, it's just it's because like like the whole idea of virtual places to then put virtual things have been around for a long time. And now that people are just throwing money at these NFTs, like, all right, I got one. Now what? How do I stunt, right? How do I flex with these things or, or try and push them on and make galleries so that I could resell them in certain ways? And obviously, like virtual environments or showcases for these types of stuff or whatever the metaverse is, is the avenue to use these digital assets. At least that's my opinion. What do y'all think? No, I would agree with that, man. I think that I think the metaverse is also a really cool word. So people want to feel smart, and what they do is they say, "Oh, I'm going to the metaverse," and they they if you ask them where the metaverse was, they'd probably say the metaverse. Yeah, <laughs> the drop for the new Matrix was like the impeccable timing. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, for sure. I just have no faith in the new Matrix. I'm sorry. Like three let me down so much, and then the Animatrix stuff. We could talk about the Matrix. That's a whole another podcast, though. So uh, I'm gonna go back to you, Corey. Uh, we can't keep. T- if we talk about the Matrix, we'll be here all day. And I disagree. I wholeheartedly disagree with you. Man, the you know, I mean, Matrix was a beautiful. I movie. was supposed to be Young Morpheus. I was supposed to be in the Matrix. They, they didn't pick me. I was just thinking that I was like, man, you would have made a pretty damn good Morpheus. Like, they, holy they cow! My, they said my voice was too high. Ah, that's right. <laughs> um, you got to just throw a little bass in, just huff one of them like air things. And then, oh, wait, sorry, this shows. They, I and then, not and then, and the casting director said I was a little too straight edge. They said, you've never done drugs. Uh, and they told me to F out of here. <laughs> you just got to tell them my persona in the metaverse is way different. I got a deeper voice in the metaverse. <laughs> I'm way swaggier in the metaverse. <laughs> I, 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 Ryan, you know, I tried, man. I tried to talk my way into that movie. And then they were like, look, you know, if you don't get out of here, we're going to call security. In. And then, you know, I'll even like gap in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the glasses. Um, that I do. So, that I do. so Ryan, I've, I've known Q for quite a long while now, years now, but you're new to the network. And, you know, I don't even think we've like had an introduction introduction. So why don't you introduce yourself to like both us and the, and the audience? I know you've already introduced yourself to the audience on NFT QT, but more just the, the TBP audience. Like, what do you do? why did why has crypto just captured your heart and your mind like for sure yeah i mean i would say i'm definitely not a a digital native i think i 
like many people who feel like they they've missed out on things like i i would say that i'm kind of the opposite of a nerd you know uh very much like a, a sports background um really got into like storytelling around college time um met up with q and realized hey like there's kind of a knack here for marketing and he put me on to just learning how to write essentially read and write and it was very 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 basic but every day we were taking you know, uh, a piece of technology and saying, okay, what do we think this piece of technology can do four, five, six years from now? So like we have stories talking about, you know, this quote unquote metaverse from 2017. So, you know, I would say my background is definitely in, in digital storytelling, I would say, and just figuring out like what's a narrative that we can, we can help spread and push. Um, and that has been pretty beneficial for for partnering up with Q and collaborating on all different types of projects from, you know, when we did 23 Vivi back in 2016, selling digital art um, to today where we are kind of gone full circle and we're, we're back here again. So I would say pretty much just like a, an observer who's, who's very open to trying new things. Um, I think I, I've, I've got a knack for, for, for taking some of the complex things. And because I play this, this middle ground where I, I don't have a background in, in knowing a lot about technology, I can, I can take some of the denser concepts and bring them back to like, you know, things that the average person would understand specifically in the Midwest where I'm from. That's such a valuable skill or per, like, like person to have on board of like, Hey, this is, you know, look at all this cool stuff. And then somebody would be like, all right, that sounds cool. But like, can you explain it at this level to, the, to the, like kind of bridge that gap between the like heavy enthusiasts to the, to the, the interested? And like, if, if you don't have that, it's very difficult for one, people who are enthusiasts to understand how they should be talking about things to various audiences. Mm -hmm. Or two, getting people who are interested but don't know everything already to then start to figure out where they can go to learn more or how to even start thinking about this uh, from, from like a... Like for how, sure. to, how to ask good questions. Yeah. Like I'll give you a great example. Like in 2016, one of the, one of the stories that we wrote that like pretty much blew up all over LinkedIn uh, was how the blockchain could help solve the Kim Kardashian diamond robbery. And it was a very, very clickbaity title. But around that time, everyone was talking about how, you know, Kim K and went, went to like Paris or London or something. And she got like millions of dollars worth of diamonds stolen. And everyone's like, oh man, like, you know, just, just go to all the jewelers and see who's trying to hawk these things. And, you know, we kind of said like, Hey, like the blockchain's perfect for, for tracking down these diamonds. Here's why, you know, you can, you can basically stamp the information of a diamond into the blockchain and create this identity for it that we already do physically, but like, there's no, there's no ledger across all diamonds that can be traced. And so we basically took this, this very like pop culture thing that everyone was talking about, you know, Kim K getting her diamond, you know, millions of dollars of diamonds stolen. And we brought it to this concept of blockchain that in 2016, most people hadn't even heard about, you know? And so I think that's like a good example of how we, we really merged like what was happening in the real world with real people to like this very, very small niche of technology that will come to, you know, essentially influence the whole world. I, I like it. It's um, it is a very rare skill, you know, and it, it and it helps, especially in the tech like we have to be able to bring it to the layman. Right. Because right now the layman in crypto is being lambasted with like, so wait, a, a JPEG of a rock. 
Sold for one point three million. How is that beneficial to my life? Yeah, no, right? it's so, really beneficial to your life. You know why? Yeah. For the first time ever. That's the rock. A digital the file. Rock. <laughs> a digital file can have value. For the first time ever, a digital file can have value. Jesse, I need you to say it with me. For the first time ever, a what? <laughs> Wait, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> a very complex hey, statement. Listen, 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 Q. Right listen, Q. <laughs> if, if I make a five-minute like B-roll on something, that has value, too. Yeah, I get, so, like, that. I get, that. I get I, that. It's not the file that has value. It's the ownership of the file that has value. Like, I mean, uh, All right, we're, we're going to get into the specifics here? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what we do. Point, right? <laughs> that's what I do. I, that's go. all I do. I hey, just let, it. let it rip. Let's go to the metaverse. Wait, I just want to pause for the cause for a second. Jesse's green screen image is yeah, his typical yeah. room background. <laughs> I did do that. I thought he was. I thought he was. I thought he was messing with. That's the I metaverse. Thought, That's the metaverse. That's is metaverse. making making your your regular room your green screen background. Yeah, yeah, that is that is the metaverse right there. Because Jesse, I, I saw that that change, but I was like, wait, hold up, what? <laughs> I, actually, I don't think that. No, I don't think that that's his green screen. Oh, it's one hundred percent his green screen. Definitely the green screen. The chair, the chair change. It. Watch it. Yeah, Watch look it. at his hair. Look at his hair. It's like just change your background. No. Oh wow. Oh, he goes, oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> so, so that's a great point. And that's what like. So something that we talked about a lot, Q, on the Bitcoin podcast is that like what actually is crypto? What actually is blockchain disrupting? Right. We could say it's disrupting trust. We could say it's disrupting the banks if we want to be that guy. I think that is a played argument right now. I think it's going to be played 10 years from now. But what I do think is that it is disrupting value, right? Like it's, it's, that's a disruptive value process. Like some typically, you know, there's somebody who's selling these little pointers here. They put a value on it. It's got a cost. I go to the store, I buy it, but then like I, they can probably explain how they come down to that. Well, you know, there's metal, there's stamping process. There's a salesperson I got to pay. There's all kinds of stuff, but like, I can't explain why that rock <laughs> was worth $1.3 million. I mean, Dr. that's Penny disruptive. No, I, mean, I mean, <laughs> no, I got, I got you, Dr. Petty. You know what that rock reminds me of? What? Money laundering. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I typically say. For like my current current hype prices right now is a combination of irrational exuberance and FOMO and money laundering. Like in my opinion, right? Like Brian, I have, I have that nowhere time. that I could point and say, "Hey, look, there's money laundering." But like everything in my bones feels like artificial money inflation, and then like of like artificial value inflation, and then someone trying to wash. A certain amount of money for something. I need you to run a term back for us. You said irrational exuberance. I like that's that. That's a petty special. That's a yeah, petty that's, special. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Ryan, Ryan, let's break that one down. What the hell does irrational exuberance mean? Just for the people in the audience. Pretty much that you're delusional, right? <laughs> you're delusionally <laughs> on that term too. Yeah, yeah like, like it's 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 like, oh my god, I'm so excited about this. And like, why are you excited? Like I don't, I don't know. I'm just super excited and I'm going to throw a bunch of money at it. It's like, well, why would you throw money at that? Do you have any justification? It's like, they're doing it. I'm, it's, it's clearly working. I have, there's no foundation for the excitement 
that has any rationality associated with it. Well, right? Petty, you can't you can't go too hard, man, because you know I have NFTQT, and I, I'm one of those guys that have done the <laughs> irrational exuberance. Oh, I don't mean, get me wrong; I get pumped about things too. But like, I mean, it's, I, mean, I, I, I spent some some significant amount of coin on some of these digital files, man. You know. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I we have should, have, but, should we share our irrational exuberant story? I have like I don't know 150,000 ad tokens because in my mind at the time in 2017 I was like, yeah, of course, all journalists are going to want to put all articles on the ad token blockchain so they can prove the provenance that they what? put their article there. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, 150,000 tokens, the future, baby. What is ad token? Right. I don't even ad tokens. I've never heard of ad tokens. That's ADT. Like a ADT ad token. No, it wasn't a bullshit ICO. Like they had a website, they had no, an idea. Is that, is that, a website? that it? That's my original superpower. We know how to get these money. The only ADT I know is a security company that always builds yeah. me quarterly. Yeah. ADT is ad token. And I was like, oh, they got a website. I'm in there, baby. I'm in there. It's and I was like, that's 2017. <laughs> right. But I guess if we reel it back, like there is real functionality to NFTs, right? There's like, there's something real there that's waiting to be defined. And I think you, Q, and Ryan kind of explore that in your show every week. Is that's like, what, that's the- what I was going to say. You you sounds like you listened to our show a few times because we talk right. about a lot of these, these valuable use cases. Like, I don't know when this episode is going live, but hopefully by the time this is live, me and Ryan just did a show with the co-founders of, or actually the co-founder, the, the second one couldn't join us for that episode, but um, they, they of, of Dirt. It's a it's a newsletter, and what this what's special about this newsletter is traditionally when you think about a newsletter, you think of Substack or Medium or Mailchimp or ConvertKit, but they were like, hey, we want to make a, a newsletter. We want to try to you know fund our first season of this newsletter using NFTs, and that's what they did. They sold. Uh, a season's worth of NFT. So a season for them is they needed X amount of money. The way they were going to raise that, that, um, okay, cool. Yeah. The dirt episode will be out by the time that this is, this is, a, this launch. So I just saw that, but dirt basically funded their newsletter using NFTs. And to me, that's exciting because it's like, Hmm, we know traditional mediums, but they essentially got their own community not because they were spamming you with the link or telling you to join um, some show or telling you to join some some list. It was because people were genuinely interested. They put their money behind it. And then the people that share that, the people that are token holders, uh, doesn't mean that we only have exclusive access to the content. The content is accessible by anybody, but it's the people that support the content that have the notoriety because we have the said NFT uh, in our wallet. And I think that that's like, to me, a very incredible use case of, you know, what an NFT uh, could look like as far as, you know, how journalists could get involved, right? Because, you know, D, uh, I'm helping you out here. You talked about your ad token. I'm trying to make those ad tokens valuable here. You know, that pump dirt, that shit. Pump that, that shit. NFT might actually be able to help you out, sir. You just got to do the collab. <laughs> pump my bags, baby. Ad token. Get it. Get it. Get it while it's hot. No, um... It's it, the use cases like that are what make NFTs interesting. And it's always going to be to me what NFTs are also unlocking is um, just a, a cooler way. It's not better. I can't decide if it's better, but it's a cooler way of having a collectible. It's like my green screen, right? It's like it's a cooler way of seeing my same background. <laughs> you saw the rock like you can see the rock in paint. 
or you could see it on the blockchain. It's like uh, the same thing, you know? Uh, I don't know. Jesse, I think you're you're infatuated with that green screen a little too much, bro. I'm a little like, really? Yeah, I am <laughs> impressed by it. Because it happened so fast. I was like, is see there? Jesse, when's the, when's the last time you've seen sunlight, Jesse? Yeah. Oh! Did he just do it? That's, that's it NFTs. That's what they are. I was thinking you'd have like some hot models behind the green screen or something that you were hiding. Oh, yeah. like, that's why you did that. <laughs> I'm really that's impressed with that actually. Oh, uh, uh, you thought you thought Jesse, Jesse, you thought Jesse was cleaning did up you, back there? Did you practice that? Did you practice that, Jesse? No, I didn't. <laughs> but did you like how it was executed? That was quite it was quite was <laughs> like Vanna White, huh? That's pretty baller, man. So I want to I want to add on to what, to what Q was saying a moment ago. And it's it I think it generalizes this concept of what NFTs are good for or like how to think about it, right? Sure. The use buddy. case that you talked about with, with the newsletter is access control, right? And more often than not, when we talk about blockchain and its value, we talk about like the community behind a given token. And the only reason like, only reason like say Bitcoin or any token at all has any value is because there's a community who wants to use it for something or thinks that it will be used for something and then buys it all up. And so... And when you think about access control from the idea of a, of a fungible token, which is like Bitcoin, Ethereum, all that other shit, it, it's like, all right, I have a stake in this community, but it's weighted based on how much of a specific fungible token that I have. But if you think about NFTs, it's the same situation. I have stake in this community, but there's no weighting associated with a given NFT. Or you can have hierarchy of nfts that are more differentiated and not so not so linear it doesn't go from like it's not this like it's you know a one two three four or five tokens that that figures out the distribution of weight in, in a community it's this set of 15 nfts is like the entry level this one is like the super rare but it's all the same community right and you can you can do access control based on who has ownership of these things or uh and then there's value associated with like what that means, what what that what that ownership of the given token means. And so, if you think about NFTs from like an access control or uh, community distribution, it's like who does what in this community and how much value does that have. And so, when you think about something like a newsletter, it's these are the people who want access to this information of what that newsletter is, and the value of whatever that thing is is dictates how much any of those nfts are and what's cool about that is that someone who doesn't want to have access anymore can just sell it to somebody else for whatever that so like say like you know the like they they get early on a newsletter because they like the newsletter and then maybe they decide they no longer like that topic or don't want to subscribe to it anymore but the value of that information has grown substantially they're like all right well like this information isn't important to me anymore but there's value associated with access to it. So I'm going to sell it, right? And give someone else who cares, who wants to access the information, access to it. And so you can do all these really cool things with like more well-defined like value around a specific thing for a community as opposed to like what I, what fungible tokens did, like, to, like, like uh, Ethereum and stuff have like, don't have such a fine grained idea of what value is. It's just like, I don't know, I have this much and it means that whatever, right? 
Yeah, I would say like one of the challenges, and I would totally agree with you there, Corey, is like, you know, the communities around a specific project is what is bringing value to them. You know, like there's 10,000, like just take any project and there's 10,000, you know, NFTs of it. Just, you know, the sheer fact that 40,000 people want to own those 10,000 NFTs is the reason why those are going up. And so like, I think that, um, like regardless of all the, the the massive like the massive sales that we're seeing in the millions yada 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 for the you know the the blue chip projects I would say like the cool thing I would say about it is even if it is money laundering or whatever the hell's going on uh, there's a lot of spillage there's a lot of runoff and it's creating you know in in the process of these you know crypto millionaires you know trying to to to, to move their money around they're creating like you know these tangential like essentially millionaires who just happened to own this cool, you know, rock that they bought three years ago or whatever. And I would say like, that's what is kind of cool about it. And you see a lot of, um, especially in, you know, the one of one art NFTs too, um, whether it's, you know, a ferocious or, you know, uh, X copy, they are, you know, they're the, the, the artists that have sold like a good amount of their one of one pieces. Um, they couldn't sell them in the physical world because they were digital native. What I like about seeing some of those artists is they're taking, you know, their 300 ETH that they've earned off of their 10 pieces, and then they go and buy more pieces, right? So it's like, yes, it's a little bit of a pyramid in that sense, but like there is real engagement and real interaction and interest around it. And I think that in and of itself is what is different. Like there is a lot of FOMO going on, a lot of just like, oh, I, I want to get into this project just because who knows, it could be one that goes from $100 to $10,000. But, you know, the essence of it is you have a lot of people kind of, you know, just, just all communing around this, you know, this one weird concept. And I think that in and of itself is very valuable, you know, like, we haven't necessarily seen that on that grand of a scale, I would say. Yeah, that's these are all good points, all amazing points. I um to the money laundering thing. <laughs> you like that segue? So did y'all see the news with OpenSea this morning? I've seen that it happens. I pointed to like their postmortem. Mm-hmm. Remember like, remember it was like six months ago when we had that guy on the show and I was like, people in crypto need to start preparing their I'm sorry speeches. <laughs> well, OpenSea had to give theirs today. We're sorry. We didn't know insider trading was going on until I mean, today. Come, come, come on. on now. Come on now. Right. So well, that's, I think that's the whole point of like when you build something that like a small set of people have privileged access. You like when you build these like giant asymmetry of information systems where like a small amount of people have more access to valuable information and then they're going to pretend like they're not going to take advantage of it. Like there's no shit. Like that's what happens. Right. You make you, they built a system that everyone relies upon. They have privileged information or access to information, or like even privileged knowledge on how to access the information if it is public, or like new deals coming out that they can start to kind of figure out when something's going to happen so they can get to it faster, they're going to use it. There's no, there's no doubt about it. When you democratize that information, then it becomes more of a market and the smarter people tend to access the information better. But it's at least like available to everybody so that they can, they can do it equally. But good luck because it's hard. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why OpenSea is is the is the main market for for uh, NFTs. It's because it's it scales the best right now, 
And they were also one of the first. So, but like, it's really, really hard to do that type of stuff in a completely open infrastructure standpoint. It's a lot easier to do it of like, hey guys, uh, rely on us, we'll scale for you and we'll give you an API to access like if your wallet, what, what NFTs your wallet has, as opposed to you trying to keep up and implement it yourself, which is a tremendous burden. Yeah, the path of least resistance, right? Yeah. Oh, well, well let's talk about some cool shit with NFT. And one thing I did want to point out, Corey and Jesse, is that um, it was, I don't know, it was probably three years ago now when we were having an interview and I said to the guy, like, crypto's biggest problem is it's not cool. And then I was like, mass adoption is not going to happen until it's cool. And the guy was like, I don't even know what that means. He was, he was a sciencey guy. You know, Corey? He's a, he was a what, year. What, do you remember what episode that was? It was in the 200s. I can't. Uh, not, that. That's completely outside my brain. My memory is deep. Of, it was in the 200s, like 220, 245 in there. But I told the guys, like, crypto is not going to catch on until it's cool. And then. Ryan, I just want to plug you there, D. Go ahead. Ryan, you got to. That's the future of me and you. Like, I'm going to be exciting, like, episode 200 something. And you're going to be like, <laughs> I. So, hey, I would yeah. love to make it as deep as these dudes have made it. <laughs> Showing up. <laughs> Show up and play ball. That's about it. Um, but crypto is not going to take off until it's cool. And one of the very first, first times I was talking to someone not in crypto, I was actually talking to uh, my girlfriend's brother and I was telling him about NFTs. And at the end of the conversation, he finally said the magic words I've been waiting for since 2013. Oh, that's kind of cool. Hadn't heard that one time. Usually when I'm explaining crypto to people, it's like, uh, you know, there's fucking machines. Did you see that James Bond movie with a guy with a fucked up face had the computers? So it's kind of like that, right? And they're like, <laughs> they're, they're mining and there's transactions every, every 10 minutes. They're like, what? Bro, no, I don't want it. I don't want any part of it. It's stupid. You're stupid. And I don't want any part of this. But for the first time explaining something crypto related to somebody, he was like, that's kind of cool. Where can I get an NFT? And I was like, ah, we're getting there. We're gotcha, getting, bitch. We're getting over. <laughs> so, to, to build off that, you know, you're right, D. I think, you know, NFTs are more intrinsically cooler than, I think, crypto tokens. Uh, just because tokens, people don't understand money in the real world. Like, a lot of people aren't financially uh, stable, right? I mean, uh, this isn't something to laugh about, but in the but U.S. You laughed, dog. I uh, saw it. You laughed. We saw it. <laughs> I did. I did. We'll edit it out. I chuckled. We're not gonna edit it out. It's uh, there. No, no, it's it's all it's all good. I mean, I, I laugh, but because it's, it's it's messed up, right? Like we we pride ourselves on being like America the Great, but like you think about like uh, our ability to like withstand economic turmoil, it's not that great. Like I mean, think about the stimulus checks. Most people didn't have, I think, a thousand dollars in their uh, savings account, right? And so when you think about it from that perspective, and you say, okay, get into tokens. With what? I mean, you're like, I'm, I'm with the yeah, month to month. <laughs> exactly. And then, and, 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 but like, if you say, hey, there's this new Gucci bag or this new Balenciaga bag or this new cell phone or this new car, like, you know, and you can, you can pay it, you can pay for it on your credit card. Or you can pay for it on like a month to month thing, like a lease. You know, people are, they'll get in line and hop in line for that. And NFTs kind of gave you mm -hmm. a little bit of that, right? That's Where, sketchy. you know, some of the first, it is sketchy, but like, Remember, some of the first questions that people were asking when they were saying, how do I get an NFT? It was, how do I buy an NFT with a credit You're card? Right. That was like, the first, that was the first question that all the major companies had to solve, right? It wasn't like, well, how do you get a wallet? It was like, how do you buy this with a credit card? 
And I was like, this is so backwards because that's not how the blockchain is works. That, is that good? No. No, I think it's horrible. I think it's super <laughs> horrible. It's bad for blockchain too. Like, because now, like, I don't know if you guys saw the announcement, but like yesterday, uh, Google announced a partnership with Flow. Right? Flow is the same mm. blockchain that powers NBA Top Shot and uh, CryptoKitties, They're right? Back in, Flow was ugly. I, I, come, come on, Petty. We be nice. Be nice. Be nice. Petty. Sorry. I, this is why. This is why I don't come on the show that often because I know you're going to go into your technical deep dive. And I don't. I'm a purist, dude. Nobody, Sorry. Man. I know. I know you are. But you, we can't offend. Like, what if Google calls? I'm going like, hey, y'all calls me. Right, wait, wait. Pause. <laughs> let's uh, let's just run that back for a second. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm only one hey, voice hey, of three, so apparently majority wins. Hey, Je- Jesse's like, man, a Google check would do me nice. Jesse, oh, change your background. To probably Google. not. It tuttles people. <laughs> Jesse's probably like, I don't give a shit. No, about I don't. Google. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't care about Google. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm pretty like but like yeah. here's a spectrum between between D and Corey. Here, here's oh, you can't see my other hand. Can't see your other hand. There here's, you go. Here's D. Here's Corey. I'm like towards here. Just so I'm like of- I'm like not full purist, but I'm like a little bit more toward that side. You know, here's here's why I said that, right? Like, let me let me let me let me justify why I said it. Is I worry about where the where the technology is going in these large deals because those are the ones that are the loudest that make the largest buzz. And when I see how these things are implemented and think about how they're going to scale, they're going to fail and fail hard. Right when 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 they make these partnerships and they try and go from like when they, like exponential scaling in a short amount of time, they're not going to be able to meet that demand. And then the public idea of what the stuff is gets tarnished drastically, and like the idea of adoption gets like slows down on the grand scale. So like yeah, it's a cool deal that's potentially very lucrative for a small amount of people, but in the grand scheme of things, it's potentially very damaging. And so when I say oh shit, their back end is garbage. It means they're not going to be able to handle the scale for the type of deal that Google wants to have. Or if they do, it's not going to be blockchain. It's going to be some bastardization that's called blockchain, but isn't. And that like, as a purist of like, I'm trying to make a difference in how this shit works, that bothers me. No, I, 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 and uh, you know, fundamentally, I agree with you there, right? Like, I, I think that like the implementation and the the naming, I mean, it's what we saw with like Bitcoin, right? When everybody was like, yeah, I got Bitcoin and they were holding like fucking some altcoin yeah. that didn't yeah. make any sense. Like, they're like, yeah, I got some Bitcoin, but you really got Litecoin. You, you, got, got, LCC, like, Wal- uh, you got You got Walmart LCC instead of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Because they didn't know, but like, it wasn't even that they didn't know it was that the information that they were given it was probably bad. Like you remember 2017 when people were like, there were people going to jail for this in Florida. They were having seminars. They're like, yo, invest in Bitcoin. It's going up, blah, blah, blah. They were taking retirement home, uh, like retire, retirement homes, having these seminars, taking people's pensions and 401ks, investing it into like shitty altcoins and then telling all these people that they had Bitcoin. And then it turned out it was a whole scam. And like, it was, it, this is, this is the type of information missharing that happens because people just don't go as deep as you or they don't read the white uh the white paper uh it was called bitconnect oh yeah, yeah. Bit- oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
There's probably a gift somewhere <laughs> in the corner up here. Hey, hey, hey. Did you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see him? He wants a he wants a harem. He's asking for four women from 25 to 35. <laughs> Seriously. The BitConnect yeah. guy. You're kidding. No, right? I'm not kidding. Carlos Montes. You're kidding. Yeah, Carlos Montes. It takes a certain level of swagger to ask for a harem in 2021. I'll tell you that much. Swagger? Yo. Also, rest in peace to John McAfee. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we can give him an RIP. Corey doesn't like John McAfee Not very much. But why, why don't you like John? I think he brought a lot of bad badness to crypto. Everything that he I promoted think. was a scam. Yeah. Mm, that's and everyone. Oh no, that's why. I'm, that's why I'm telling him rest in peace. I mean, he, he, he. I think John McAfee and BitConnect all are in the same wheelhouse. Yeah. I like that video of uh, was it Trevor? Remember, what, like twenty third, it was Trevor, the guy for BitConnect, and he's like, "Well, you didn't really lose your money." And then he takes a deep breath. And he's like, "Okay, so you did lose all your money." <laughs> so, so, anyways, um, so you're nine episodes in on NFT QT Ryan and Q. What um, are there NFTs that have stuck out that you like? You know, something that's come on your show that your surprise is doing as well as it is, or something that's come on your show. That you knew was going to do well. Is anything that's standing out so far? Hey, hey, hey! That hey, hey, do we, can we shill? Can we shill our own NFTs? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Sure. Cool. Calgary, should I shill or you want to shill first? Who, who, who's going to shill? I'll, you going to roll that dice? I'll uh, I'll let you take the lead. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I know. I know. I know what you're going to do. So I'm going to take. Oh yeah. I have the hand cream for shilling. I got the honey. This is my shield cream. Y'all know Get that dude that? peeking out from behind a tree on a graphic on the top right. You know what I'm talking about? In the yellow suit. He's like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah, Mike uh, Adams. Mike yeah. Adams, yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 hey. You want to be Birdman? You don't, need, you, don't need to, you don't need to sign the cash money. All you got to do is go ahead and get some of this, this shield cream. You can find it on Amazon in 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, uh, check this out. So Ryan, we, me and Ryan, like, so in, in the NFT space, for those that don't know, this might be your first time hearing about NFTs. You might not know some of the technicalities behind it, but there's a lot of projects that are now kind of copying each other. And so um, when they do that, they look at the attributes or the heuristics of, of, of a very popular project. So let's think the CryptoPunks and there's 10,000 CryptoPunks. And so every project that kind of mimics that, we call those 10Ks. Well, the 10Ks are a, a dime a dozen now. There's so many uh, profile picture projects. There's so many avatar projects. There's so many just, just, just random 10K projects. And there was a point where I was just like, yo, I don't think there's going to be any more lift here. But we've seen certain groups and certain populations really build communities outside of crypto. And they're not growing as fast as, you know, some of these crypto native projects where you get, uh, you know, Justin Sue to, to promote it. And then the next day, you know, you've done, you know, 10,000 E, but it's an organic growth cycle. And so that project that really caught, caught my eye and caught Ryan's eye first, and I'm just surprised at how well it's grown is the long necky ladies. Like we you literally... <laughs> Hey, Patty, you laughed. That's good time. name. <laughs> it's a catchy name. We're, 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 we're one for one right now. Uh, nah, I mean, Ryan, you want to? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you because uh, it's your project. So I'm gonna let you talk about. For it. sure, for sure. I mean, there was uh, 
I think back in maybe like April or something, there was a story that caught pretty much even like the New York Times attention. It was this 12 year old kid made like, you know, 500 grand or whatever, uh, making his own project called Little Whales, something like that. And like everyone found out, oh, wow, this young little kids, you know, balling in, in, in NFTs, let's support him. And then like you kind of saw like the wave after like, oh, if you're a 12 year old kid and you make a project damn, like it could blow up because people want to support the youth. So like pretty much right after that, there was a project called Long Necky Ladies. Um, it was a, it's well, another like 12, 13 year old kid, uh, girl actually this time. And she was putting this thing out like, all right, if I lose all my money minting this thing, I don't really care. I, I just helped like, you know, fund this little girl's dreams. Let's, let's, let's do it. You know, like, so that's kind of like the basis behind it. But then from there, they're like, all right, now we're launching long necky fellas. I'm pretty sure pretty soon they're going to have long necky children where you can take two, you know, your, your, your lady and your fella, you can put them together and you can now, you know, spawn a child. Like, so like, it's like a, a fun little, like, you know, game almost in a sense. But like when you hop in their discord, it's just like nothing but support. It's nothing but, you know, a lot of like nice people just being like, yeah, like I'm, the, I'm here for the same reason. Like, I don't care if this project goes to zero because like just the story of helping this, you know, little girl who is wants to be, you know, make waves and, and essentially be a whale herself to do this, you know? And so I think like that was, that was the first one where we were like, all right, I don't really, I, I'm not doing this out of FOMO. I'm just doing this purely out of support. And I think that's like, that's kind of where I think everything here started. Um, and it's since grown into this thing where, all right, if you basically like to get back to the whole metaverse thing, like where it's this concept that nobody can define, uh, but everyone talks about um, pretty much now, like most of those 10 K projects that Q talks about is there's three value propositions. You know, you, if you, if you mint this NFT and you hold it, you get to mint the next NFT that we're going to create. You're also going to get, you know, access to our discord and we're going to build a metaverse in the future that, you know, everyone can hang out and convene in. If you see those only three value propositions, stay away from those projects. Cause that's like, basically that's, that's, that's now like the, the whole book in a box thing. Like here's the three things. If you put those requirements down, like you're going to sell out, you're going to do well. Um, and that's like a real problem right now. So like, I think we've had over the summer, we've seen so many of those that now we're like the areas that we're mostly focused on, I would say are gaming. Like I think NFT gaming is really where, where like, but let me, no, no, I, let me tell the people why you think gaming NFTs are really, really the future. Uh, Jesse, I got a question for you. Cause you seem like a smart dude at public math. <laughs> ready? I'm, 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 I'm not good. <laughs> you know, you, 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 I, I need you to estimate how many hours Ryan has spent playing NFT games this week? Oh, just this week. Really? I'm not a gamer. Yeah. I'm not a gamer. Like I don't I don't sit around and play Call of Duty. Like <laughs> so what what flavor? I, I guess tell like are you playing like flipping NBA top shots or no, what are you like, doing? No, no, like play to earn games, like basically you know, tra- like card games essentially. The mm-hmm. amount of time that you put yeah. into the game aren't you NFTs, which are potentially valuable later on. <laughs> exactly. An hour a day. Two hours a day? It's about two to three hours a day. And you're and that's coming from a guy who probably hasn't played a video game in 15 years. <laughs> and like what's the what's the result the of this? I don't know. I want to know what the result is. Like what's your what's been your experience and has it been worth your two to three hours? 
Um, from a monetary perspective, hell no. It definitely, I have not made my money back in it. And that's probably because I'm not great at video games. Um, and I don't know how to pick the right characters and shit like that, you know? But I think from just like an understanding perspective, it's, it's made me like, it's made me way more valuable as a person to see like, oh shit, there's 200,000 people that do this every single day. I want to know why they do it. And now I kind of have figured it out because there are so many layers to it. So, I mean, I think this is, this is the, this is the unfiltered NFT QT, uh, you know, perspective. Me and Q both kind of believe that, you know, these, a lot of these avatar projects basically, you know, that were spawned because Board Ape Yacht Club did well and, you know, CryptoPunks did well. All of these, you know, profile pick avatar 10K, 10K projects. I think it's the worst thing that is happening to NFTs right now. And I think it's probably the problem that is going to cause a lot of people to lose money. But I think when we look, you know, just in a year, if there is, you know, a, a theoretical bubble that bursts with this, I do think that NFT gaming will kind of save it all because there are just so many people spending so much time in it. And it's like, there is actually, you know, the, the, the economy of it, yes, is essentially like a pyramid scheme right now where, as long as more new players want to come in and buy up the NFTs that are required to play the game, yeah, it's going to be successful. Um, and I do think, you know, when you look at it, there are only like a million, just barely over a million plus people who have played Axie Infinity. It, what happens when that gets to 200 million, like a Fortnite or something, you know? I mean, I wouldn't call it pyramid. You can, people argue pyramid like, People use that definition a little too loosely these days just because the rate at which we're exposed to good schemes is so high. Um, I wouldn't call it a pyramid, right? Like you can call anything. The first person who like had a bunch of big ass mountain of steel and they were like, hey, man, we need steel. And they'd be like crazy, right? I'm the only one that has it. So you're going to have to get it from uh, me. A but pyramid is, is when you're, like the, the recruitment of new individuals is more valuable than the than why you're recruiting them. And you don't, you don't think that that's, that's kind of what, I mean, I, I think that's the basis of it. Well, when you but, have, when you have anything where like value is derived from a community, it's going to look similar, but yeah. like, so like, that's why that, that, that like comparison gets made a lot is because people have a hard time justifying the underlying value of the digital scarcity. Mm -hmm. uh, and only the community is, 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 is ramping up that value. But I think that the underlying scarcity and knowledge of ownership and its and its provenance is valuable. And I, and, and why it's valuable, or like why it's it's different, is that it's it's a value that we're not replicating from something we've already had. It's it's value that's being quantified from something that was previously unquantifiable. And in the past. We're figuring out how much it's worth to be a part of a community and give a specific amount of effort towards it. Where in the past, it was it's all been internet points and karma that had no value associated with it. And this this I think this like I don't know blockchainification, digital scarcity, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is starting to add a little bit of quantification to community value. And whereas like previously it was very hard to determine. Or it was it was heavily manipulated, and blockchain helps you work with the manipul like manipulability of some of those things. And so, people who don't understand that aspect of it say, "Oh, it's a pyramid scheme because you just add more people and it has value." So, I like 
it's wild, but and this might not be all the way a part of the conversation, but like now that digital identity is here, right? Like it's it's here. It it I think I talked about this in the last episode where I was like, on the internet, you used to be anonymous. You used to go by your handle, and no one in the real world knew your handle. But now we've now evolved to the point where I've got my driver's license in my phone, right? Like digital identity is here. So now we can tie value to that identity, right? Just like in the real world, if I want to go, oh, damn, you had a lot of room noise, or at least on my end. When you muted just now, it feels like we're talking in a quiet room. Anyways, um, for example, like right now I'm in the, the transaction of trying to buy a home. And the identity, like they're they're getting into my identity hard and through the back, right? Because I have an identity in the real world that they can go and trace and find value and how it got there and who put it there, right? That situation is going to evolve to a point where it's happening digitally. And NFTs are going to be just a stepping stone in that evolution. They're going to be a part of that process, right? So... Um, you guys are on to a great show. I do really hope you get into the 200, 300s on a weekly show. It's just about showing up, man, and having yeah. passion about what you talk about and present it in a way that nobody else is presenting it. For right? sure. I think, I think you do that. Like, that's why you're on our network. In fact, I want to say this. We brought the network back for you guys. Right. Wow. We had, we were like this. We were pretty much like, I was, yeah, we were over it. We're over it. Like, no more. Just us. And we're like, shut yeah, it down. We're I think we even, we even hit the big red button. Shut it down. And then like, we didn't know that the wires were disconnected behind the button. I looked back there and I was like, oh, shit, we never canceled it. Like, well, we we're honored. It. Yeah, I, man. I would say like the main value, like for anybody who is listening that wants to go check out NFTQT, like, we are definitely showing a different side to the NFT market. You know, we really do our due diligence to find guests that are bringing like the new ideas to NFTs. So like we brought on async, they're making programmable NFTs. So basically, you know, you have a master NFT that is then controlled by all these different layer NFTs. And so a bunch of different people can own the layers and they get to change what that layer does. And it, essentially changes what the master is so like that's one example we we brought on dirt the newsletter like these are things that you know if you just scroll twitter you know you're you're only seeing one side of nfts we really want to like show kind of the the broad range of what the tech can do and like what actual you know ideators and innovators are bringing to the table because like we we started a digital art marketplace in 2016. We didn't make it this far. We didn't get to cash in on this, you know, this massive land sale that's going on right now. Um, had we, you know, we, we, we essentially wanted to be the open sea, but we couldn't stay the course, right? Now we see what's happening and it's very much uh, not what we intended to, or what, what we thought we would see. So I think NFT QT show, if you want to check it out, it's given a different side to NFTs. We're not just talking about the latest CryptoPunk sale. We're not just talking about why, you know, Visa bought a CryptoPunk and all this shit, you know, like we really do want Thank to kind of highlight the, the, the innovators, the people who have ideas and are, you know, kind of setting up things that could be really, really cool in a few years um, once there is, you know, bigger mass adoption. Thank you for that. And don't make the same mistake I did in turning down hundreds of CryptoPunks because you <laughs> thought it was a shitty idea. You know, check that inbox. Yep. Give them a shot. 
<laughs> Please give him a shot. I Jesus, feel give him a shot. Because <laughs> you never yeah, let no. him down. He's not going to let himself go for that one. I don't know, I man. There's a, in your voice. Crypto, there's a lot of crypto I can let go, but that one in particular, because the dude really wanted to just come on the show and talk about crypto. <laughs> there it is. There just wanted go. to talk about crypto punks. And I was like, you know what, dude? No, that's nobody wants a Tamagotchi that you can't feed. <laughs> but it's what? What? Stupid idea. Who knew? Look at, yeah. Look Who at knew? Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, I think Q's phone dropped out, but anything you want to, man, plug, plug in FTQT. I think you just, just did. You just did. Honestly. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, we're giving away free Lamborghinis over on NFTQT show. Not really, but you know, maybe one day. Hey, that's doing it like Justin Sun would. <laughs> Did I say I was going to give you a Tesla? Because what I meant was I'm not. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's literally what happened. <laughs> hey, big uh, promises, little deliver. That's a lot, a lot of the NFT stuff right now, but not everything. <laughs> um, Jesse, man, that's just an interesting question. Bro. All right. So we usually wrap, uh, wrap up the podcast with a few trademark questions. And mine for you is... Is what you do actually difficult? What I do actually difficult. Every day I wake up and I have to write a 1500 word article on some new theory. That's the, that's the hardest part of my day. So how do you find that? Difficult or is it difficult or not? Yeah. Uh, It's gotten easier. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure you guys can attest to this, you know, after you get past, you know, number 50 or 60, you start running out of ideas. Um, and then you hit a new wave. You guys are on what? 300 something episodes. Uh, and you're still finding things to talk about. I think it's, you know, the beauty of the internet is being able to share ideas. And, uh, I think that's, it can be challenging to, to, to constantly come up with new ideas, but I think, uh, that's probably the most difficult part of my day. Okay, I'd, I'd awesome. say the few people that have stuck with us throughout this entire time can attest to the multiple waves that we have hit throughout the process of making this podcast. We have done mm-hmm. a lot of different things in different formats in different Absolutely. ways. And we'll keep doing it. So shout out to, to you Wayne. for sticking with it. I appreciate uh, it. Shout out to Wayne. I'm only ever talking to Wayne. Um, only? Ever? That's rude. No, this is what I put in my head. We're going to do this a little differently. We're going to do a lightning round with the 10 words or less, right? Since you are a, a professional in finding unique things to say about these tangential technologies, we're going to do a lightning round of a bunch of shitty tech that I know you maybe have written about or thought about writing about, and you got to define it in 10 words or less. You ready for this? I'm all in. <laughs> can, it, can, can we do it like shitty answers only? <laughs> just, just whatever you got. You're professional, bro. Do your thing. I'm just going to do your thing. Cool. Uh, Snapchat glasses. Mm. Another reason to take too many pictures. Okay. Okay. Smart toasters. <laughs> I wish a smart toaster could put any face on a piece of toast. He's okay. cool. That would be neat. <laughs> 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 what that? 
Okay. Okay. Um, man, what are some what are some shitty tech? Oh, here's one. This will this will dig deep in the memory banks. HD DVD players. HD. <laughs> Walmart Blu-ray. <laughs> mm. Mm, interesting that's even topical because we got walmart litecoin out here i like you go to what you do okay um is there any crypto related tech eos don't know much about it well you pretty much described oh, it you just say solana the new EOS. <laughs> yeah what solana what do you think about solana i don't know how it's worth 160 bucks <laughs> man i love this this is nice lightning round okay I'm out of I'm out of tech. Well, I'll just give them the regular one. All right. In ten words or less, can you describe NFTs? Digital receipts for images. Okay, we'll take it. Interesting. <laughs> That's accepted because we've never denied one. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I do all right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm more. I'm usually more of a uh, you know think and I think I'm 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 much better at writing out my ideas than than. Oh, that's the point. My ideas. The whole point is that yeah. they, it's to put people mm-hmm. on the spot and see what they come up. Exactly. With. Yeah. The best, one of the best answers we've had to the Bitcoin one was it's for the streets. It's for the people. Uh, it didn't really Thank define you. it. Little Boosie. No, no, no. That was actually uh, Base God. Oh, Lil was Little B. 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 You got your Lils mixed up. Ah, so whatever. I don't know. It's all good. Well, Ryan, um, (laughs) you know, thank you first and foremost for your contributions to the network. And I know that you're giving content to our audience or the the Bitcoin podcast network audience um, that they deserve. Right. Like you can anybody can get on Twitter and say, like, oh, my gosh, a a picture of a tree stump sold for one and a half million dollars. That's crazy. But actually, like digging into, you know, this the gaming, the gaming NFTs right the uh i guess it's essentially like breeded programs you know like that's that that stuff is where nfts are valuable um and why they'll continue to be valuable so thanks man appreciate it thanks for having me go listen to their show hey what's up everyone uh is it, is it a commercial you do you like chips like do you really like chips where to the point where you're eating chips so much that you look around and there's crumbs and you're like, who put those crumbs there? Did I put those crumbs there? And I'm, and I'm here to tell you, yes, yes, you did. Cause you like chips. And if you like Cheetos, especially flaming hot Cheetos, then you should tell people to subscribe to this channel, the Bitcoin podcast, because one out of a thousand, that's right. When we get a thousand subscribers, one of them, is going to get a hundred bags of Cheetos, flaming hot Cheetos, baby. Think to yourself, how, how many Cheetos is that? And I'm here to tell you, it's like a million calories. If you ate it all, you would most definitely not be healthy, but we're going to send them to you because flaming hot Cheetos are amazing. So that's right. Share this around, get us to a thousand subscribers. We'd like to have a thousand subscribers because if we had a thousand subscribers, that means one of those thousand subscribers is getting a hundred bags of flaming hot Cheetos. So, you know, do your thing, guys. Do the YouTube stuff. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think it I think it's ready to ready to go out. That was interesting. 
That was a fun experience drawing that. What what's the meaning behind the cheese? Is it cheese and bread? I get it. I get it. So Ethereum is the smart contract platform in between those that interpret money as bread, aka, yo, you got that bread that you owe me? And those that interpret money as cheese. Yo, you should have seen how much cheese I made on that deal. Or it's cheesy that Ethereum became money. That's one way. That's one way. It's isn't that isn't that the great thing about art? It could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Also, that particular piece of art that Jesse GDA could be whatever you want it to be for the price of 40 ETH. Oh my so gosh. You- <laughs> All right. I'm gonna name it. I'm gonna name it. Um to eat or not to eat. Oh, that's dumb. Is it? Is it them? When I, what, when I name it, them? I'm gonna name it Cheathy Bread. Cheathy bread? Yeah. Because it's 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 cheesy bread, but like e with like a lisp, like you know. Uh Mike yeah. Tyson. All right, how many how many how many of these should I make? I'll make a hundred. That seems like enough. Nine? No, nah, that's too few. I gotta make more than that. Cheesy bread. Ink it. Here we go. I'm going to take this. I'm going to snip that. And I'm going to do that. And voila. You know what that 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 should probably go over the people. I'm gonna actually I think my artwork's better than that. All right, D. We did it. Got my first. Wait a second. Wait a second. You duplicated that NFT and it's on your wall. That means, Mm -hmm. sorry, guys, we're going to need not 40 ETH, 60 ETH. I know what you're thinking. It should be 80, but we're going to cut you a deal. You can buy both of those NFTs on Justin's screen right now for 60 ETH. Uh, They're not for sale, they're free. Uh, that's a lie. Let me take a screenshot of this <laughs> quickly. Um, I can't have you just giving away stuff for free. Can't be giving product away for free. It's not how we're gonna. That's not it. So I got a screenshot here. Go ahead, and save as not for free NFT. <laughs> save as real quick. Put this in. Go ahead and put this in my, in my NFT folder. 
not for free. <laughs> okay, and save. All right, cool. Got it. All right, so let's go on ahead and let's do the thing where we do the shout outs. And so because please become a patron. Uh you know, uh you get patron stuff. Go to the patreon.com slash the Bitcoin podcast. Look at the tiers, see if you want to join, get the things. We will be doing a meta episode very soon. Um quite honestly, it's just been a little bit time consuming with just life. It's been trying to buy a house, Corey's trying to raise a baby. But when we get that meta episode going for you. We're going to let you know because it is very interesting to look back at an older episode and see what we were talking about and have things changed. Will they change? And how did they change? Have things changed? How did they change? Will things change? How will they change? It's a very interesting conversation. All right. Slack. Go to the Bitcoin podcast.com. Push the button that says Slack and follow the instructions. If you can't do that, we don't want to talk to you. We don't want to. If you can't follow the instructions and get in the Slack, we you're not our people, right? If you can't follow the instructions and get into the Slack, you're our people. If you're listening to this on podcasting app and there's a way for you to give thumbs up or rate the episode, not the episode, rate the show, go ahead and rate us. You know, we like those ratings, you know, keeps us relevant. If you thought we did three level stuff, like if you're just not impressed with Jesse's NFT, you want to give us three mics, give us three mics. If you think that Jesse pretty much makes the best NFTs you've ever seen cheaty bread, then of course give us five mics or five stars or five hearts or five fire signs. I don't know. Um, Shout out to that guy. Shout out to that woman. Oh, that person. Shout out to him. Oh, I don't know who that that was. Wasn't that Kanye Um, in the last picture? No. That's not Kanye. That's Frank Ocean. Oh, shout okay. out to really I can't tiny. see these pictures. They're so tiny, tiny. Um, I believe that's Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. So shout out to them. That is Lil Nas X. Uh, dude from Saturday Night Live. Latest. Oh, that's a popular that's a white rapper. rapper. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a little Uzi Vert down there. And there's a woman up there. It looks like Erica Badu. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Issa Rae. Hang out with her. Uh, shout out to... It uh, looks like Serena Williams and her husband, the Reddit guy. I think that's it. Yeah, that is them. Yep. And Zazi Beats, doing your thing, girl. We see you. I think she has a face tattoo now. And shout out to old white face and long neck. Uh, Zoe Saldana man you know what should be a dream of mine is that one day she sees how many shout outs I've given her in the last five years and she's like holy cow this guy gives me a shout out every week that's like 17,000 shout outs like I I feel like 1700 shout outs I feel like she should you know at least reward me by saying like hey man I see you thanks for the shout out Maybe when you become a Bitcoin billionaire, you can um, you can ask her if she can shout you out. That'll be that'll be my ultimate dream. What do you want to do with your Bitcoin billions? I want Zoe Saldana to give me a shout out. That's it. Only thing. All right, guys, play the outro. Mm-hmm.